return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. It's not a born again type of a thing. Um, but uh, So bear with me. Amen. As we go through tonight, I'm just believing that the Lord's going to strengthen me. Strengthen my voice, and you know, I heard you. You know, I've heard stories of of pastors, you know, early, late on in, the, in their years that maybe had to be in a wheelchair or had some sort of kidney thing, and and they were in pain all the time. But when they started preaching, the Holy Spirit, the anointing came upon them, and they could and they could stand for hours. And then when they were done, they went back to the wheelchair. They're in so much pain, so I'm just believing, Amen. believing for that. Not for the pain. I'm believing for the. Uh, for the supernatural anointing, praise Amen. the Lord. That's right. But the Bible says that we're all anointed, that He's given us all, He's anointed all of us to preach the gospel. Amen. To b- proclaim liberty to the captives, yes. recovery of sight to the blind. Right. Amen. Amen. And I love, uh, I love that verse in Luke when, when Jesus reads from the scroll, because what does it do? It gives us a vision and a hope for our life. Yeah. Okay, so... Maybe there's something that you don't feel you're very anointed in, but just reading that verse tells us that we are anointed, amen, and we're anointed to do great exploits for Jesus, amen, and so he wants us to live above and not beneath, amen, he wants us to be the head only and not the tail, that's what he's declared over you, praise the Lord, thank you Pastor Dave for uh, just for the opportunity, I always enjoy teaching and, and worshiping and doing different things. <clears throat> and so today I want to talk about positioning yourself to carry out your vision. Okay, and, and so when I talk about vision, I'm talking about in the context of what do you want to see happen in your life? Um, what do you want your spiritual walk to look like? Uh, what do you want your relationship with your kids to be? Okay, so I'm talking about this future vision for your life? And these are all good questions to ask. I mean, we should always be asking ourselves questions about the future. Amen. And, you know, the Bible says that, um, you know, we still, we move through by the will of God. You know, we don't want to just make plans outside of God's will. But these are things that are going to be there regardless. You know, a relationship with your kids is going to be there regardless. Amen. So we want to make sure that we're asking ourselves, how do we want that relationship to be? We want to make sure that, you know, we're going to have a spiritual walk. Right, so we're asking ourselves, Lord, I want a, I want a good spiritual walk. How yes. can I get there? Yes. Amen. And we can't control the past. Aren't you glad that we don't control the past? I mean, the past is in the past, right. um, but we should be enjoying the present and looking to the future. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Enjoy the present and look to the future. Yes. Paul says in Philippians four thirteen, he says that uh, I can do all. Um, I think I maybe gave you a wrong the wrong verse. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm going to read what I have. <clears throat> Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, 
I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, um, he says that I don't count myself to have apprehended, but I forget the things which are behind me. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't remember his past, because we, we have a past and we do remember. I mean, Paul talks about his past frequently in the epistles, right? He says, this is what I was, and now this is what I am through the grace yeah. of God. And so when Paul says that he forgets those things, it doesn't mean that he doesn't remember them, but he's saying he doesn't hold on to those things. Yeah. Okay, he's not, he's not letting his past mistakes dictate his future. Because right. just think of all the times that he was around believers and they, said, and, and they said, well, you did this, this, and this. And what if he, let, what if he held on to that? What if he said, yeah, you're right, I, I must, there must be um, some things that I can't do because of my past. No, God is a, rest, is a restorer. Amen. He restores our life. And so anything that we did in the past doesn't negate anything that we can do in the future. Amen. Amen. And so he says, I forget the things which are behind, but I reach forward to those things which are ahead. And I love that he said reach because it's an action. Amen. He has to move forward in his life. And it says he presses towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus. And I love that he, he likens the upward call of God to a prize. Yep. Amen. Because God's called us all. And we all have a calling on our life. Yep. And when we look at it as a prize, amen, we look at it as something to um, be hopeful for. Amen. We look at it some, as something that um, it's, it's, it's the best thing we can have is to have an upward call. Just think, you know, if you're, if you're in a race or in a tournament, and you get first place, you get a first place prize. That's the best, right? That's, you can't get any better than first place. And so he's saying that this upward call that we have of God in Christ Jesus is the best that we can attain. Yeah. Amen. Press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call. And I think a lot of people wonder, what is my call? What am I supposed to do in life? What am I supposed to do for the Lord? Um, specifically, what am I? What niche am I going to be in yeah. for, for the Lord? And Pastor Dave, you know, talked about on Sunday, just that, um, well, what do you like? Amen. What do you like? What do you like to do? And God's going to use that because he gives us the desires of our heart. God's going to use that for his glory. Amen. Amen. And that might be your upward call. Hallelujah. He doesn't let those things in his past affect his future. We always want to press towards God's call on our life. And, uh, and again, Paul calls it a prize and we're called to have a ministry. Every single one of us is called to have a ministry. Yeah. Matthew twenty two fourteen says that many are called and few are chosen. Mm-hmm. And we want to remember the context of this verse, right? Um, it's a king that arranges a marriage for his son. And, uh, and he, he calls all of his friends and all of the, the upper class citizens. And, and they say, well, I can't make it. I'm getting married. Uh, I'm buying oxen. I'm buying land. I got to go check them out. And so he says to his servants, you know, and actually in this account in Matthew, and then some just, just refused and just beat his servants and killed them, right? And so then he said, well, send on other servants and go to the highways and go to the hedges and find people that could come so that our banquet hall can be filled up. Right. And so his servants go out and, uh, and they invite as many people as they see and the banquet hall is filled and everybody has their wedding garments on except for this one person, Right. And this one person, the king goes and he says, where's your wedding garment? And, and it says the guy was speechless. 
he didn't know what to say, and he threw him out of the wedding because he wasn't he wasn't ready. Yep. And uh, for the call that we have, you know, it says, and then it says, many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah. You know, and so if you look at the context of this verse, just think of all the people that attended the wedding banquet. Okay, yeah. all the people that were invited in, yeah. and only the ones that had the the wedding garments on were allowed to stay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. You're called to be a minister of the gospel, whether it's full-time, part-time, bivocational, at your workplace, <clears throat> at your school, wherever you're at, you're called to be a minister of the gospel. But few Christians prepare themselves to be chosen. Okay, So we're all called, it says few are chosen, we want to prepare ourselves to be chosen. It's like if I'm at Hy-Vee, I'm looking for tomatoes, Okay, so I go to the tub of tomatoes, what do I do? Do I just pick the first one that I see? No, I, I look, is it green? Is it moldy? Is it too soft? I'm looking for the right one, right? I'm looking for one that's firm, that's going to maybe last a little bit, that's going to look good on my BLT sandwich, right? I'm just looking for the right tomato. I'm not just going to pick any tomato, right? Um, why? Because I don't want a rotten tomato. I want one that's going to be good, right? And so spiritually, the rotten tomatoes you might find at high V are the people who don't really want to do anything for God. They're content being a Christian. They're content in their own, in their own life, um, living kind of for themselves, you know, knowing that God's their Savior and God's going to take care of them, and, or Jesus is their Savior, God's going to take care of them, and, and that's kind of all they do. <clears throat> and so uh, they're not preparing themselves to be ready, for, to be chosen by God to do even greater things. Yeah. Amen? So these people... Will stay and, and they're saved and they love the Lord maybe, but maybe that's all that is, all there is to them for this life. Yeah. And uh, and so they're content to be a Christian and have a no effect on others. And the good healthy tomatoes are like the Christians that prepare themselves for God to use them. Yeah. Okay, they they're ready, they're uh, they're prayed up, they're they're in the Word. Yeah. Um, these Christians are, as Pastor Dave would say, they're fat, they're faithful. They're uh, available and they're teachable. Yep. Okay, and it, it doesn't mean that you know it doesn't mean that we're gonna be um, you know anybody's gonna you know we're gonna be like a Creflo Dollar like really well known or anything like that. Yep. No, being faithful, uh, available, and teachable just means that you're gonna grow where you're planted. Yep. Where, wherever God puts you, right. you're gonna grow in that area. Okay. So that's what that means, being faithful. You know, is there, are there things that you can do um, to, to uh, uh, that you have to maybe be somewhere like at a certain time every day or every week or whatever that shows that you're faithful, yep. um, you know, that you're available? Do you, are you making time for the Lord yep. um, to do things that he's called you to do? Uh, and are you teachable? Can you take constructive criticism? Can you, can you work under somebody um, that maybe has more experience. Can you work under somebody maybe that doesn't have as much experience, yeah. um, but God's put you in a position to learn. Yeah. Um, those are the types of things. Those are the Christians that are chosen, the few that are chosen that make themselves available. I think a lot of people look at that verse and say, well, God handpicks. No, it's not about how, who God picks. It's about who makes themselves available for God Amen. to pick because he wants to choose everybody. Amen. Amen? The Bible says he wishes that none perish, but I'll come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants, to, he wants to adopt everybody if he could, right? That's his heart. That's his will. But we need to make ourselves available.
Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. So these, these Christians have a vision of living and witnessing for Jesus. Okay? These good tomatoes have a, have a vision of living and witnessing for Jesus. And maybe God has given you a ministry vision. Okay? Maybe there's something um, that you see yourself doing that you're not quite doing yet. And you know that God's given it to you. I would like to say, just try not to forget the vision. Okay? We're going to talk about you know, writing it down and different things. But don't forget the vision God has given you. Okay, so he says, where there's no vision, the people perish. Okay? In our own spiritual life, when we don't have vision and we don't remember the vision, we're going to stay where we're at. It's going to be hard for us to grow without revelation and vision. And this word vision also means revelation. So where there's no revelation, where there's no revelation of where God wants you to be, amen, um, then you're going to stay where you're at. As we read the Word of God, as He gives us revelation about ourselves, about our ministry, about His character, about the church, um, He's going to continue to help us grow towards continuing towards what He wants us to do. Yeah. Amen. And, and the great thing about it is it doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are, um, there's always something more that He has for you. Yeah. Because ministry doesn't just stop when you turn a certain age. Right? right? Ministry continues on. And, you know, maybe somebody can't do something, like, a lot, they don't feel like for the Lord, but everybody can do something. Yes. Amen. Yep. Amen. We can all do something for Jesus. Amen. And what we do, or what we want to do, <laughs> sorry, what do we want to do with the revelation that he gives us? What do we want to do with the revelation he gives us? We want to remember them. We want to write them down. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Pastor David and I, we always encourage note-taking here at the church, but Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3 and I'm going to start in verse 1 here in the NLT. It says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand up my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how will he will answer my complaint. Okay, so back saying this. And then the Lord said to him, write, your, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. So he's up on this mountain and he said, and he's probably saying, I can remember, I know what it is. And God said, no, I want you to write it down so others can see this vision and they can give it to others. They can carry the message, the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be, be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. So God didn't just want Habakkuk to, answer the, uh, to hear the answer of the vision, but wanted him to write it down so everybody could see it. Yeah. So, that he could rem- so that he could remember it as well, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he, wanted it, he wanted it so that if people would see it in years later, they would know verbatim what God was saying. Yep. How many people, how many of us have had a dream, and in the dream it was so vivid, and you wake up and you can't remember most of your dream? Yes. I have that, where I, I, I think, wow, that was amazing, and I wake up, and I'm like, what was it again? I know it was really good, but what was it? You know, and that's just, that's just who, who, you know, Pastor Dave always says that the shorter, shortest pencil is better than the longest memory, right? So as we write things down, we'll remember. I, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, a lot of people here, they'll get something and they'll write it down in the Bible, in their Bible. You know, they'll, they'll have a revelation of something or maybe something's going on in their life in a certain year and they'll write it down. So as they read through it, they're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Look how Lord, look how the Lord provided there, or what, or look what the Lord gave me as a revelation yes, for that. Yes. 
Hallelujah. When we write down the revelations or the visions God gives us, it's a memorial for us later. Right? A memorial. A memorial is just something that's there so that we remember. Right? The, the rainbow is a memorial. It's a memorial for God. Not even just for us, but for God to say, I will never flood the earth again. Right? So we have these, these things that we can write down, these visions that God gives us to write down. Um, you know, there's, there's been times, too, where I'm, I'm doing something and a, a thought pops into my head about a sermon. And, like, it's like, and he's giving me, and there's all these uh, verses that I'm thinking about. And I'm thinking, wow, that's so good. I'm never going to forget that. That was just really good. And then two hours later, I go to maybe write it down. I'm like, what was the sermon again? I can't remember. Right? I mean, it just happens. Right? Because we have a finite mind. So we want to write down the visions that he gives us. And again, that's why we encourage taking notes of the church. And, and it's not even necessarily to record what we say, but it's, a, it's to record what God says to you for your situation Amen. through the speaker. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. So whether it's Deb or whether it's Alex or Pastor Dave, whoever else speaks, it's not, I don't need you to write down what I'm saying. I, need you to, I want you to write down what God's giving you for your, uh, for your um, life, for your kids, for your family. Amen for your ministry, um, that's going to help you. Okay, it's not just about writing down every, everything or, or whatever. Write down what, what really is uh, speaking to you. Okay? And if anybody says, well, nothing really speaks to me, come on now. The Lord will speak through anything, right? Amen. Amen. Even when I'm taking notes from someone's message, the Lord might illuminate something that was said in passing. Maybe it wasn't even the, the, the heart of their message, but I think the last three messages I've had, I've written something in, like on the side of my notebook that I, I was like, ooh, I want to preach on that sometime. You know, one of them was uh, living a supernatural life. Pastor Dave wasn't even talking about it, and he just said something through a message, and I thought, ooh, that's really good. I want to talk about that sometime. It could happen with anything. I want to hold on to the visions he gives me because it's going to affect my ministry, and it's going to affect my life if I want it to. So that's the other part of this is we can have a vision and we can write it down and we can remember it. But do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to do that for God? Yeah. OK. Um, I think about revivals. You know, I think about the Asbury um, thing going on in Asbury. I, you know, just watched the Jesus Revolution movie. So my mind is in that zone right now, too. Um, it, they don't just happen. Yeah, the Holy Spirit flows in those places, but people have to be open and they have yes. to want to be changed in their heart, Amen. right? They have to want to be changed. Yep. You have to want it to happen and put in the effort for it to happen. Yep. Um, one of the things that I really uh, enjoyed was uh, about the movie is, is the main character, Greg, you know, the main guy, Greg, character, he's a real person. But, you know, he was, he was just jumping at opportunities, right? Like, something's going on in another city. Yeah, I'll do that. I want to do that. But his heart was in it, right? He wanted to do it. He wanted to do things for the Lord. And I know sometimes, you know, it might seem like, well, that seems too hard, or that's going to be a lot of work to do that. But I tell you what, if God's behind it, it's going to be worth it. Amen? Amen? If God's behind it, it's going to be worth it. If doors are opening for you, it's going to be worth it. At the beginning of the message, I asked, what do you want your spiritual walk to look like? 
If you have a vision for words of knowledge, if you have a, a vision, God's giving you a vision for dreams, or He's giving you a vision um, for relying on the Holy Spirit to give you the words to, to speak. You know, for me, for a long time, He's just given me a vision of divine healing. So even something like this, I think, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm standing on your word. This is, a, this is a small thing, a voice cracking, small thing. Lord, I'm going to stand on your word that this is going to heal soon, manifest soon. Amen. And so if you have a vision for those things, um, you want to plan for those things. Okay. So we have the vision, we've written it down. Amen. And the Holy Spirit wants us to plan to, uh, to get to that spot. Okay. So when I talk about divine healing for myself, I want to I live life without having sicknesses in my life. Right. I want to live life without having a cold. I want to go through the rest of my life without having something like this, like sinus, whatever, affecting me. Okay? What do I have to do? Well, I have to be in his word and I have to see what does the Bible says about healing for my body. Right? So as I do that, my faith in that area is going to grow. Amen? Because we can have, he's given each one of us a measure of faith. Amen. <clears throat> but I tell you what, um, you know, Pastor Dave has faith in something uh, in things that I, you know, big faith that maybe I have just a little bit of faith, okay? Maybe I have something, uh, faith in an area um, that's big where someone, one of you has something that's a little, just a little bit of faith, okay? There's so many areas of, yeah. of our life where we can increase our faith. Yes. Yes. Amen? Amen? Things like visions, things like words of knowledge, dreams, healing, they don't usually just happen. Yes, it all comes from the Lord, but we need to be available and teachable, yep. Amen? If we, want, if we want them just to happen in our life, we need to be available, we need to be teachable. Pastor Dave talked about Heidi Baker, you know, who, who had a vision to um, heal people who are deaf, right, or blind? Yeah, deaf. deaf. Blind people. And would pray for somebody who was blind, and nothing would happen. And then prayed for somebody else who was blind, and we said, the hundredth, was it the hundredth person? Um, something like that. And she, she laid her hands. She didn't get discouraged. She knew that this is what, um, this was part of her ministry. And, and the deaf ears were open. And then she had a ministry of deaf ears opening. Amen. But what did she do? She didn't get discouraged after the first one or after the 20th one or after the 70th one. She continued to do what she knew God had called her to do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've said this before. I talked about this a couple months ago. But um, if you ask God to increase your faith, he's not going to do it for you. Remember when the disciples asked God to, or Jesus to increase their faith. And, uh, and he didn't say, okay, I'll, I'll increase it. Okay, I'm just going to, here's faith right here. No, what, he's already given us a measure of faith, right? And we know that to increase our faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So there's things in our life that we just can't, there's not a quote-unquote easy button as far as like, hey, good Lord, I, I'm going to request this. There are things like that, peace, wisdom, you know, we can request those things, amen, and he gives them. But something like faith, amen, or even, or even um, being able to work out and to plan your vision um, are things that we have, to, we have to put on our overalls and we need to go out and get, right? We need to continue to increase and continue to grow in our faith. Put yourself in a position to see the vision come to pass. Amen. Amen. Put yourself in a, in a position to see the vision come to pass. God gives us the desires of our heart. Yes. Amen. 
So if you want to be hungry for the things of God, position yourself to receive whatever he's given you that desire for. Yes. You know, Ryan, he, he absolutely loves space. And he, you know, he, he puts on uh, songs about planets, and then he'll pause it, and he'll go write it down, and he'll make the planet, and he'll go back, and he'll get to the other planet. You know, he knows, I mean, he knows dwarf planets, and he knows stars, and he knows all these things that I have no idea about. And he said, Dad, do you know the, the dwarf planet, Maki Maki? I said, no, we know we, I don't. <laughs> he just loves, he loves planets. And, I, and I've, I've been speaking, I said, if you love this, I said, you can go into this, you can go into this. Okay, yeah. so I've just been speaking, sure. if you want to be an astronaut, you can be an astronaut. Because yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not God, I can't tell the future. Right. <clears throat> Is it hard work to be an astronaut? Probably. Um, I would never want to do the work, put in the work to be an astronaut, but maybe he does. <clears throat> Amen? We can, we can do anything that God has told us we can do. Amen. And what is that? Anything. Yes. Right? Anything. Yes. God has told Amen. us we can do anything. Right. He's the God of the impossible in our Amen. life. <clears throat> Kenneth Hagin used to say, get under the spout where the glory comes out. Yeah, right? right? Position yourself to receive. Yep. Position yourself to be in... Um, to have opportunities to do what you love to do. Yeah. Amen. I know Deb loves music. And so she's a witness at the college. She's a witness with young kids teaching and doing things like that. Amen. Loves it. Yeah. I love sports. I love basketball. And so I'm, I'm in a position to teach young kids how to play basketball. Yeah. And through that, I'm able to have a little bit of impact. I'm able to, if somebody gets hurt, in Jesus' name, I just pray for that to yeah. heal. Yeah. <clears throat> Something small. Amen. Yeah. We can, again, he gives us the desires of our heart. Yes, he does. Yes. Make a point to spend time in the word, pray fast, talk to people about Jesus. Yep. Because if it just stays as a vision, it's not going to get done. Amen. I've had a couple of dreams. Before that, right, that actually I did remember, and I, I, I just knew they were from God, and I wrote them down right away. Uh, one of them when I, was when I went to Ghana back in 2011, and uh, another one was in high school that the vision didn't actually get fulfilled until I came to college when I was in Firestarters. Um, but I, I wrote it down so I could, and I, could I, in both instances, well, in the one in Ghana, I knew exactly what it wanted me to do. The one that I got in high school, I had no idea what it meant. Okay, so I wrote it down, and then there was an, a fire starters event, and I thought, oh, that's what, that's what, that was like a year before, that, oh, that's what that dream meant, amen? So he's going to give you, he's going to give you visions, he's going to give you things that um, maybe he wants to see from you in the future, and just like we just read in Habakkuk, um, I'm going to go back there quick. In, uh, in verse 3, he said, the vision is for a fu- in, in this case, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, now listen to this. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. And it will not be delayed. So if you, have, if you want to do something for God, that you know that God wants you to do it, and it hasn't come yet, the Bible says wait patiently for it. Amen. Because if it's God, it's going to come to pass. Okay. Now I know, um, you know, Pastor talks about people dying in faith through things. Okay, there are things like that as well. But what do we have to lose just to stand on the word and be patient for that to come to pass? 
And if it doesn't come to pass in my lifetime, maybe it'll come to pass in my children's lifetime. Yeah. Okay? That's right. God's just called us to believe. Mm-hmm. Amen? Remember, um, uh, Jesus said, um, don't doubt, only believe. Right? Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Just believe. Just believe what God is, is telling you is true. And you're not going to be disappointed because you're going to be searching. You're going to be seeking after that. You're going to be seeking after God. And if you get to the end of your life and it doesn't come to pass yet, you just spend a whole bunch of time getting closer with God. That's right. <laughs> getting closer in your relationship. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can tell myself that I want to be on fire for Jesus, but if I just talk about it, but I don't make time to work on my personal relationship with him, it stays this talk. I can say, oh, Lord, I just want to be on fire for you. Every day, oh, Lord, I just want to be on fire for you. I can't read my Bible right now, but I'm going to get to it later. Lord, I'm going to be on fire for you. Oh, Lord, I'm really tired tonight, so I'll read it tomorrow morning. But I'm going to be on fire for you, Jesus. But what does happen? It just, it just stays this talk. It does, there's no action put with it. Go to, let's go to James 1.22. It says, Be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he's like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forget what he was like. And so we could... You know, just for, for the sake of this message, if we replace the word with vision, okay? Because it, it still works. It's, you know, I'm not changing the Bible or anything. But if we say, but be, but be doers of the vision, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, um, betraying yourself. For if anyone only listens to the vision right. without obeying it and being a doer of it, he's like a man who carefully looks at his own face in the mirror, and he goes off and he forgets yeah. what he looks like, Okay? If we hear a word from God or see a vision from God about our spiritual walk and we think, wow, that's really good, Lord. That's really awesome. I want more of that. But we don't take steps to do it. It's not going to come into fruition. Okay? Because there's two sides of any relationship, right? Both sides have to do their share. God does his share and we do our share. Right? We believe. We go after it. We want to attain it. Paul says, I press towards. There's a, you know, just a, just think of the word pressing towards. Okay? There's, there's a little bit of a struggle, right? You know, yep. Press, I'm going to press towards. Amen. Press towards the, my, the mark for the prize of the upward calling of God in my life. Yeah. I want to press towards the mark. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Again, Greg Laurie took advantage of every opportunity presented to him. Yes, he, did. he mentioned even in the, in the movie he had visions and he had goals for his life. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And he followed through by positioning self himself to receive opportunities to realize his goals. So again, as God put in your heart to have a good relationship with your kids when they're older, probably, right? Start now. Start now. Start realizing that goal now. Start building a relationship with your kids now. Amen? Is your heart, is it in your heart to be involved with missions? Start now. Amen? Start now. It's going to take work. There's nothing, you know, the Bible says that Christianity and, and doing the Lord's will is not easy. In fact, it says it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But, praise the Lord that his yoke is easy Amen. and his burden is light. Yes, Amen. Amen. So no matter what we face, we can go to him and say, Lord, I just thank you for that your yoke is easy on my Amen. life. I don't, whatever hardship I'm going through, 
to uh, to do your to do your work. And, and I and I think about Sam Cootie's testimony, and I think about other testimony that we've heard about the hardships that they went through. And and I just couldn't believe it when one of the things he said was, uh, "Lord, you've done so much for me. I can just to be mocked and to be ridiculed. This this little thing I can do for you." I thought. Amen. He's done so much for us. So, so whatever little hardship we have, whatever uh, uh, little prodding we get, whatever humiliation, whatever it is, any doors that's not opened yet, we can do that for Him. Amen. Just like anything, you know, uh, like a diamond. You know, what what makes a diamond? Pressure makes a diamond, right? So we have a calling on our life. We have a calling on our life. God gives us good things. He gave us his word to navigate to that calling. But there's going to be some pressures. There's going to be some things that that happen in life because that's life. life. Amen. That's life. It's going to take work. You're going to knock on doors that open. You're going to knock on doors that that don't open. And sometimes you might knock on a lot of doors. I I always think about um, when the disciples were going to go into Asia, and the Holy Spirit said, no, I don't want you to go there. And then they said, well, I'm going to go over here. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I don't want you to go there. And, right. and then finally, a guy from Macedonia says, help us. Yeah. To Paul, help, I, we need help here. Yeah. And what was it? Oh, there's the open door. Right. Amen. So yeah. be patient when it comes right. to knocking and opening yeah. doors. Pastor Dave, again, he talked yeah. about that three or four weeks ago as well. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. Keep your eye on the prize of the upward call. Yes. Build yourself up through the word. Have, have you ever just felt like, you know, you're, you're trying to do things for God, <clears throat> excuse me, for God, and, you know, it's like, oh, Lord, I'm so, yeah. you just feel kind of exhausted? I don't know, maybe, I don't know, sometimes I think that, why am I, why am I tired? I don't feel like I've done that much for God. Well, I know that's the lie of the devil, right? Because if we're doing things for the Lord, the devil's going to say, oh, it's not good enough, right? right? God knows our heart. Build yourself up through the word so you can rebuke and deal with discouragement when it comes. Again, there might be times you're doing all you can, but it feels like you're failing God. Has anybody ever felt that way too? Or maybe you you feel like your faith isn't where it needs to be, um, but you're you're doing all that you feel you can, and you just feel like a failure? Well, that's the devil. The devil's going to tell you you're a failure. He's going to tell you that you don't have what it takes. I mean, he's going to tell you that you're not doing enough. As we read the word, we can deal with that discouragement. Amen. Isaiah 40, 28, my last scripture here. <clears throat> and uh, Sydney actually uh, spoke on this uh, Sunday night. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, have you not known and have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And I love verses 28 and 29, that he doesn't faint and he doesn't grow weary. Amen. He doesn't faint and he doesn't grow weary. He understands the road that we're going to take to fulfill the calling he has on our life. And it says that he gives power. When we feel weak, he gives us power. He gives power to those who don't have any might, and he increases their strength. Wow.
So when the devil tries to tell you, you're not going to get there, we can say, well, devil, the Bible says even young men stumble and fall, but those who trust the Lord are going to renew their strength. And so I'm going to trust in the Lord, amen, amen to renew my strength. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. For all that, for at the proper time, we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. We all get tired, you know, and, and as you pursue things, the things of the Lord, you're, we're all going to get tired in our walk. We're all going to get tired going after what he's called us to do. But keep your trust in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because he's going to renew your strength again and again and again. It's like the Energizer Bunny, right? Remember those commercials? I mean, you, you, buy, you buy the battery and you think that it's just never going to fail. Because uh, the commercials make it look like it's just going to go on and on and on. That's what he has for you. Amen. So whenever we feel our tank is empty, amen, as, as we stay in the word, our tank's going to continue to fill. Amen. amen. Yeah. I remember, you know, and I think about, you know, Jesus. Remember when um, uh, the woman with the issue of blood came and touched his garment and he said, I felt power come out. I felt a little bit of my reserves go down. Right? Who touched me? Well, if we continue to build ourselves up, we're going to have those experiences, right? Yep. We're going to have opportunities to have, a, have an effect on people's lives. Pastor Dave and Jeannie minister at many meetings yep. when they go overseas. Yep. Um, minister, you know, just even going to Sioux Falls and having a five-hour, six-hour meeting. Yep. That takes a toll, I'm sure. Yep. I've never had to do that. That takes a, I'm sure that takes a toll. But what do they do? Feel themselves back up. Lord, strengthen us, strengthen us to continue to do it, to continue to do what you called me to do. Yes. Don't give up on the vision God's given you. Yep. Amen? He wants to see you persevere. Yes. He wants to see yes. you complete. He wants to see you grab the prize. Yes. Amen. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for tonight. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, we thank you that we have a calling. Hallelujah. We have a purpose. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for a purpose for our life. That you have called us. That you have called us to do great things for you. Not only have you called us, Lord, but when we prepare ourselves, you you choose us to go out, to be in the trenches for you, Lord. Whatever that looks like in our life, that you call us to go out and to be in the trenches, Lord. And so I just thank you that even for the road that, uh, you know, Christianity is a marathon, not a sprint. And so, Lord, even for the marathon that we run as Christians, Father, we thank you that you continue to build us up. That you've given us what we need, Lord, through your word, through your Holy Spirit, to continue to keep going, to continue to keep keep running. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have second best for us when it comes to calling, Lord. We're all one body, members individually, Lord. So whatever calling you have for us is your best for us. Is a calling that only we can do. And so we just thank you, Lord. And I just, right now, I just, in Jesus' name, I just declare... Clarity on people's callings in this in this place. Hallelujah. I declare strength in Jesus name. Hallelujah. I thank you that the devil has no has no effect on uh, on people's mind, on people's mindset, Lord. Hallelujah. But we can be transformed through your word. All you're doing great things, Jesus. All you're doing great things. Just stand with me tonight. Receive that into your life.
Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for revivals at people's workplace. Hallelujah. I thank you for revival at SDSU. I thank you for, for revival in the Brookings Middle Schools and the high schools, or the elementary schools, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you. If you have so much for us, Jesus, you have so much for us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we are here for such a time as this. <laughs> we thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We honor you tonight, Lord. I thank you. I thank you just for blessing everybody as they go out, as they go out into the world. Lord, that, that we don't conform to the world, but we're transformed. That they're transformed, Lord. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap off for tonight. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 605- 692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.